Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Moms That Say Fuck, hosted by yours truly, Alana Kapitz and Dr. Dina Kulik. I'm Alana, the CEO and founder of Moms Toronto. We're on a mission to bring moms together and give them a great day, revolutionizing maternity leave. And I'm Dr. Dina Kulik. I'm a pediatrician and pediatric emergency medicine doctor. I provide no-nonsense child health advice, dispelling myths, and empowering parents to parent confidently and raise your healthiest kids. Together, we have six kids under eight. We are eager to chat with other moms, entrepreneurs, and interesting people about everything from sex to alcohol, sleep woes, and body shaming. We aren't afraid to talk about taboo topics or share our many opinions. We say it like it is and want to get to the heart of the issues facing moms and caregivers everywhere. Come join us. Um, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Moms That Say Fuck, hosted by yours truly, Alana Kafitz and Dr. Dina Kulik. Doctor. Uh, doctor. Today's review is written by s.k.a.7. Great podcast to listen to on walks with my baby. I love it. Thanks for sharing. And this one is from Caro KCRS. I love hearing your podcast for postpartum anxiety. Thanks so much. Help me so much cope with my own feelings. Thank you so much. And this is because we're running a contest right now for a $25 gift card to Sephora. We got three of them. I put in my newsletter. Um, how are you feeling today, Dean? I'm all right. Medium? I think I'm going to start coughing. But we'll see. We'll see okay. how we go. We'll take turns. <laughs> yes. uh, we're really excited. We have Marley. Do you want my wax? Cohen. Cohen. Okay, yeah. Marley Cohen. I feel like you're the... No one said my maiden name in years. I'm sorry. That's... Is that weird that I... Because you know my way? family. Yeah, I know your family. That's why. Um, Kales and Crunches, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited you're here tonight. I'm really excited. So, I'm actually honored. Are you? I am because I have to say that listening to your show actually got me through some really tough times postpartum. And so like nice. that review just said, going on walks and listening, it actually really did. And specifically that postpartum post, or sorry, podcast, right. I remember playing it for my husband being like, see, I'm not crazy. <laughs> Bev Young, yeah. Yeah, exactly. She, she definitely hit a note with a yeah, lot it was of people. Good. And yeah. I think a lot of people don't talk about that stuff. And so people feel alone and 100%. They're the yeah. only people feeling that way. Yeah. yeah. So you have a little one, I guess. I do. Yeah. How old's your baby? She just turned nine months. It's so fun. She's like, like yeah. little. Early like legit. Yeah. 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 So Marley, I know you and Dina don't really know each other. No, so, no. and I know you both pretty well. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about Marley Cohen? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm from Toronto and I run an online health and fitness brand called Kale and Crunches. It's a blog, a YouTube channel, Instagram account, and it's about fitness, motherhood, lifestyle, and realness. That's sort of my tagline. Mm -hmm. It wasn't always about that. I started it in my uh, corporate job in real estate and it was all about how to stay fit and um, sort of get into healthy habits in your nine to five job. That mm. was the blog essentially. Well, I started I know that. it yeah, in 2015 Yeah, and I loved working out and fitness and I felt like I was really doing the wrong thing in real estate and it just wasn't where I was meant to be. But it didn't seem like leaving my corporate job to pursue health and fitness was an option. It felt like impossible and that I could never, you know, have a career. So I was just, it was my little side hustle and my side project. Mm -hmm. um, but I was posting constantly and creating content all the time. And eventually I realized that if I really treated it like a full-time job, I could, it could be a full-time job. So I yeah. um, side hustled for two years and then left to pursue it. Uh, with that, I also shared my personal life and um, about getting married and getting fit for the wedding and then living with my husband and having a baby. And it really just transformed into more of a lifestyle mom account now that I have a little girl. That's awesome, right? That's fun. Yeah, I think about you, Marley, often, like very fondly, because obviously I'm a fan and I follow you. But it's interesting. I want to actually ask you this question, and I hadn't really thought about it until you just said that now, which is we run into a lot of mom um influencers, celebrities, and stuff like that on this cast, you're somebody who it's a different angle because you had a totally different brand and following before your mo mommyhood and you're still such a new mom. I mean, you're still in the early stages. Mm -hmm. What was that like? Like, what's your fandom like? <laughs> so yeah, um, when I got pregnant, I just gained this whole new audience and community, which was awesome. Um, a lot of questions, a lot of people on the exact same timeline as me, which was really fun. Crazy. Really crazy. Um, and a really big shift in my content in terms of what I was putting out there. I sort of felt for a while that my content was 
just getting stale personally. I was kind of over posting avocado toasts in workout tops and I couldn't really figure out like what my purpose was anymore. And then I got pregnant and had this whole shift in identity, like I'm in health and fitness. I'm a trainer. No one knows I'm pregnant. I'm slowly putting on weight. I don't look the same. I don't feel the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of felt displaced and I didn't really know uh, what was, you know, what I had to offer anymore. Yeah. And then when I came out with my pregnancy and really being honest about how I felt and dealing with things like body image when you're a trainer and you essentially use your body for work, um, I, you know, I started to be a little bit more vulnerable and personal and I really made connections that way. And I think I gained an audience from that. Yeah. And then things really took a turn when I um, came home from the hospital with my baby and was like, we can swear on this. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. I felt like any of the mommy bloggers that I followed were, it was just bullshit. I was like, what are the, what is this? Like, wh- what, what am I doing wrong? Why am I so scared? Why am I in so much pain? And I had a moment where I was like, I'm either going to quit Instagram right now, or I'm going to share everything. And I shared everything and still continue to. And Great. I think that's where most of my audience now is, you know, that's where we are. Yeah. It's a definitely authentic voice. I found with Dina, cause she's also a public figure and you're both sort of live like a health and wellness lifestyle. I, I always wonder this, Marley, and maybe, I mean, we didn't really, we usually ask if there's anything off topic, so you don't have to answer anything you don't want to ask. Yeah. But um, did you feel pressure to be a skinny pregnant person? No, yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't feel the pressure at yeah. all. Um, or like a fit pregnant person? Not, to be honest, not really. Okay. That's good. That's yeah. great. I didn't really feel that pressure. Yeah. I, and I think maybe it's because from announcing it at three months, I was very open about like, I wasn't working out. I was eating cheese and bagels. And I think the response was really positive and supportive. So maybe that's why I didn't feel that pressure. But yeah, that's I didn't. Great. Mm-hmm. So as someone who works out often, yeah. didn't you feel really shitty then? Yes. I not, felt Not being active, I mean, during pregnancy. Yeah, I felt really shitty and felt really tired and kind of confused about my place. Like, am I still, you know, am I still a trainer if I... I'm not working out myself and I definitely had that, but there wasn't in terms of like what I actually looked like. I didn't feel that pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I never felt pressure to, feel, look, to look anything now or then that's never been why I work out. Um, for me, it's totally mental health. Mm-hmm. I, I say mental health. I mean, I think when I say that maybe people think that I have some mental health issues or concerns and I actually don't, but I, you know, it's, uh, I don't drink coffee. I, yeah, Seuss, Dr. Seuss, the dog, um, my, my six-year-old, uh, Portuguese water dog. He is obsessed with Atlanta and he always goes to the exact same spot at Atlanta's feet during every podcast it. and just lies there and puts his hand, his, his face on his hand <laughs> at Atlanta's feet and it's just, just so just delicious. Touch the dog. Yeah, it's so freaking cute. I wish you guys can see this, but, um, you yeah, know, for me, it, it's like actually not physical, my, my working out addiction. Um, <laughs> it's really about like, it's my wake up, it's my feel mm-hmm. good, it's my caffeine, mm-hmm. it's my... Whatever, yeah, um, that makes me. It makes me feel good. But. Yeah, Marley, I think I think it's interesting because you're positioned in a really interesting way. I think in the public eye, in that way, that you are being super honest about stuff. And I'm like, every time I I I, I can tune into what you're saying, I'm like, good, Marley, like good girl, <laughs> you know, like keep it real, you know. Yeah. I really appreciate that, Thanks. and I think that's really interesting. Do you find that? I found you know, there's a Beyonce quote that I really love, and she's like, I learn, I met myself when I became a mom. Like yeah. it's a totally new identity yeah. and Eden Greenspan, who's also like a Eden eats mm-hmm. in New York. When I interviewed her at mom fest, she said, when I became a mom, I met my people. I met my tribe. Mm-hmm. That's when my fan, my fans exploded. And I was like, you are my people. Yeah. Do you have a similar feel about totally. that? Totally. I just feel like really connected to them. And I, like I said before, so many of them have kids like the same age, the same due date. I can't even tell you how many photos I have of moms in the hospital with their baby being like, she was just born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like from that moment, sending them to me mm-hmm. all over the world. It's the craziest thing ever. And it really just keeps giving me purpose. And on the days when I feel like too tired to post or I don't want to create this content, you know, I, I can just simply open my DMs and hear from people who are yeah. like, you know, I had really bad anxiety or, you know, the craziest ones are like I you know with horrible stories of loss that still follow because it's inspirational to them and Mm -hmm. you know it's yeah it's it's crazy I did Instagram crazy it really is we we're kind of talking people in some weird way we were talking about this last night Dina but people feel like they know you like I have a lot Mm -hmm. of people that yeah people know me from the office but then there's lots of people that I've never met before around the world that like feel like they know who I am because they watch my stories they watch the content it's really fascinating it is do you have this 
I was at a flea, like a the Trinity Bellwoods flea. I went to go check out like the hipster flea. And I'm like looking at the vendors. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. And this girl locks eyes with me. And I can tell she knows exactly who I am. And literally it takes a beat and she's like, hey, I know this is weird, but I know everything <laughs> about you. Totally not weird. I'm Alana. Nice to meet you. I'm Siri. I was like, she's like, want a copy of my book? I'm like, I'll take anything you're giving me, babe. You know, <laughs> yeah. do you get that? That like locking eyes and they're looking at you and you yeah. know that they know who you are. Yeah. I also used to get that though, because I was um, a group fitness instructor, mm-hmm. especially with Espen class. We'd have like 50 people come to my classes and you know, you're on the spotlight on the stage and everyone is you know, staring at you and it's hard to see who's in the class, but they are looking at you. Mm-hmm. So I kind of felt that too, that I always mm-hmm. needed to be a little bit more mindful like when I was driving in the area or like just being a nicer person. So I'm like, as an instructor, I feel like I used to get starstruck by my instructors. <laughs> that happens. Well, it that happens, happens to Dina oh, all the time. Sure. I mean, yeah. that makes so much sense. Yeah. It's, so, it's still so weird for me. If I walk into a room and I have like a consult of someone that knows me already or yeah. has asked a doctor to see me and I walk in and they're like, looking at me like celebrity it's weird and I'm but like kids I'm going to assess your kid now it's 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 a weird way because I'm not like saying hi <laughs> you know you know uh like I don't know the kind of things you guys do is just different than what I do I'm like now I have to talk about like your kid's pooing pattern because that's why you refer to me <laughs> right. but like they're staring at me like I'm Brad Pitt it's very it's kind of it's, it's unnerving <laughs> and then like around like being around like even yeah. now if we like go to Costco or La Buzz or my kids are at hockey even people know my kids and, and Andrew they they recognize him often my kids would be like yes Dr. Dean is my mom. Yep. And I'm not even there necessarily, right? Do they feel so cool? <laughs> yeah, they feel very cool. I think it's just normal for them now. It's, you know, yeah, been a few years. But then, but you're right. You have to be on like your best behavior in a way, right? Like it's so awkward if we're like, whatever, at Law Buzz and we're arguing mm-hmm. or my kids are not like behaving well. Yeah. It just takes another level. Like you, that's always embarrassing when your kids are not behaving their best or when your family is not behaving their best. But then when you know people are watching because I know who you are and you're the person who talks about behavior, you know, and that's another round of the pressure of complication. You know, that's we'll be so like, interesting. I have patients here. Yeah. Or like, you know, we'll go to whatever, blah, blahs, anywhere, birthday parties, you name it, somewhere. And, and someone's acting rowdy or obnoxious. And I'm like, my patients are down there. Like, I just know I see people everywhere. Totally. So yeah, it adds a little layer of stress. Yeah. You know? I'm looking for this video that I take every time I go to Kulik's clinic. My son's always like, Dr. Dina, is Dr. Dina coming? And then she's to the room and he's like, Dr. Dina. Like he like literally freezes. <laughs> and so he, cute. my mom has trained him to say like, what do you want to be when I'm older? I want to be a doctor. Like that's his line. And a fireman. <laughs> but and, but well, he always talks about Dr. Dina. You can do Dina. both, little man. It's <laughs> so yes. funny. Um, okay. I, I had a little girl come in a couple of days ago and her mom said, so you know, her kid, kid's name is Lindsay. So Lindsay, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she goes, I want to be a doctor because only girls can be doctors. Oh, and yeah. I was like, you go girl. That was awesome. Love that. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. See if you can hear this. Can you hear this? And then he goes, so my son is like looking in and out of the hallway looking for Dr. Dina. I can't see Dr. Dina. I'll post that. Anyways. um, Okay, cool. So what's still surprising you, Wit, about being a mom? Marley, I just call you Wit. I'm so sorry. I looked at you (laughs) and saw your sister. I'm so sorry. What's still surprising me about being a mom? Um, Everything. (laughs) (laughs) I felt really prepared when I was pregnant and that I was just, you know, I, I have this. My sister has uh, six-year-old twins and I was super involved when they were born, just like an extra set of hands. They joked around and called me Nurse Marmar. I was like another night nurse to them, um, you know, did everything. And then a lot of my best friends all had kids before me. So I was like, I've got this. I'm so prepared. I mean, no I know one knows I've... what the fuck they're doing. What do you mean? You actually felt prepared? I felt prepared. I did not feel prepared. Right. I was a physician already. I was a mm-hmm. pediatrician already. I absolutely did not feel prepared. Yeah. I had no idea what the fuck I was going to do. Yeah, but that you're smart because I felt prepared. And then as oh. soon as she was born, I was completely knocked off my feet. Yeah. 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 And really I shocked. That the Mac book, the Mac truck. Yeah. 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 Hit by truck. Like I, yeah. I just couldn't believe how like petrified I was all the time and my like lack of confidence. And I always kind of felt like I could figure things out if I, even if I didn't know that was yeah. my personality. And so every day there's always, you know, as soon as you feel like you have something figured out, a routine, a schedule, it changes. Yeah. So it's getting used to that. There's like, there's, you know, with a baby, there's the most routine ever, but also the most lack of routine ever Yeah. in a weird way. So yeah, every day, like she's doing new things and I'm just like, okay, let's shift again. You know, something Did, different. What was your delivery like? Um, actually amazing. It, yeah. it went to plan, which I feel like never happens. I'm the most squeamish person in the world. Like I can't even get blood taken without passing out. Yeah. 
So I was like, I want to deliver vaginally, but if I have to have an episiotomy, please don't tell me. Like, do what you got to do. Just don't say any of the words. Don't say cut. Don't say stitch. Don't say blood. It was yeah. like hush hush. Um, yeah, I I had a I was I delivered at forty one and one days. Oh, you were over. Yeah, I was induced. Yeah, wow. eight days over. So I was induced and. Um, labor happened pretty fast. I had an epidural and I pushed though for two hours and then had an episiotomy and I, they were like silent. It was like silence yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Recovery was terrible. It's bad. That also was like, what are you kidding me? Yeah. Like I was like, why can't I walk? Yeah. Weeks later, I still can't walk. Like yeah. w- what is this? I mean, I felt so, I was like, friends, where why didn't anyone tell me? Yeah, <laughs> Where were bad. you? <laughs> yeah, I think even if they did tell you, you wouldn't really Can't know what that it. meant. Like, I remember my mom. My mom had episiotomies for all four of us. And I remember her telling me how terrible it was. And I remember thinking, like, even if that happened to me, I would never be like that. Like, I'm I'm more fit than she is or was. Like, it would never be. Yeah. And, and I didn't have episiotomies. But it, even, like, what it feels like after, like, you don't know what that feels like. You don't know what no. it feels like to deliver. How could you even wrap your head around what it what it takes to push like a seven pound something out of your vagina. Like there's nothing about that that could prepare you no matter how much someone tells you. Or people don't talk about how hard breastfeeding is. But even if they did, you would be like, yeah, but I'm better than that. Like Alana says this all the time. We're all these like type A people that are perfect or very good at what we do. Mm -hmm. So to be like, you're not going to be perfect as a thing that you know nothing about and nothing can prepare you for other than just doing, you just can't study for it. Yeah, Yeah, my I used to say a lot, Marley, like that. The MacBook, the Mac truck, MacBook. I'm looking at the MacBook. I'm pregnant. Sorry. The Mac truck hits you because, like, it hits you. And the truth is, is that a lot of people I know are really good at a lot of stuff. They're either really fit, or they're super attractive, or they're super talented. And this thing hits you, and it doesn't matter how hard you study or how much you think you know. And I remember the first time I went to my midwife the first time, like in 2000. 16, 15, whenever I was pregnant that year. I don't even remember. Um, I think it was 15. And they were like, we, they're like, I was like, whatever it was. They're like, we need to do a test to make sure there's no Down syndrome. No Down syndrome. And I was like, excuse me? We don't talk about those sorts of things. We just take, you know, it's just rainbows and sunshine. And 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 that's all it is. It's rainbows and sunshines and fucking unicorns. Like that is what pregnancy was to me. And I didn't want to hear anything else. Yeah. And then I remember a very good friend of mine who has passed away since like I was 36 weeks pregnant and she's like, Hey babe, I'm just letting you know, breastfeeding is really hard. And I was like, ha ha, I'm mother nature. Like don't even, not going to happen for me. I have big boobs full of milk. No problem. <laughs> oh my God. If, it's like, she could have written the narrative for me. She's like, I'm letting you know, it's going to take you three weeks before you even figure it out. I was like, sure. Literally on the 21st days when I had my first latch with Elias, it took 21 days yeah. to get a latch. So she literally, and you can't hear it, Mar. Like you can't, no. you can't hear it. Even no. if someone tells you, you're like, don't random my motherfucking Or you parade. do the opposite. And a lot of people perseverate on the scary stuff that might they happen. What, 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 the what? They perseverate on it. What does like perseverate They, they, they think and think and think about those things. So, okay. so women that are told that, you know, um, things could happen, like Down syndrome can happen. Right. And then they spend the next, you know, X number of months worrying about that. Like, yeah. you know, talking about postpartum anxiety, you could have prepartum or partum anxiety where right. you're nervous about things during, or I'm never going to be able to breastfeed. I'm never going to be able to breastfeed. Breastfeeding is going to be so hard because someone told you it could be hard. And then that's not helpful either. No. So it, it's hard. It's hard to be realistic when you're mm-hmm. a first mom. Like you, you don't, it's not possible yeah. to understand what the rest of it's going to look like because it might be beautiful and perfect and sunshine right. or it might be like really devastating or anywhere in between. And you could never ever predict what that's going to be like, right? Yeah. There's no light at the end of the tunnel yet. When, when, you know, when parents come in and they've had a second kid or a third kid, they're always more calm, always more calm, even if they have, even if this baby is more difficult than their first baby, because they have what I call the light at the end of, end of the tunnel effect. They know as much as the first couple months may suck, it yeah. will get better. Yeah. Their kid will eventually probably sleep okay and probably eat okay. And like yeah. their body will be different and things will be yeah. better. The first time, you have no idea what the fuck's going to happen. You have no mm-hmm. idea. You can't even anticipate it. Every day feels like a bajillion days and no days at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Marley, I'm excited for you because the next 10 months are really fun. Like you are in for the funnest, yeah, I think. Yeah, start getting fun now. Nine yeah. to 18 months, I yeah, find are I agree. the funnest. Well, she's just such a person now. Yeah. It's crazy. She's just, I feel like in the last two weeks, completely transformed. Like she just started crawling, mm-hmm. pulling herself up, like shaking her head no, waving, like all these things. I'm like, oh, I can't even keep track of all these <laughs> And so she'll start talking and like you'll see her yeah, personality. She's now mama. you think you do, but it'll be even more. It's crazy. It's wild. Yeah. No, it's so funny. It's like the more I learn about parenting and the more, it's so nice to talk to you actually, Marley, because like we haven't had a 
mom who's really like young a fresh, like in the fresh yeah in the fresh stages in a really long time and it's like Since a nice you. Sense of me, Essa was really. Right. Like, yes, yeah, yeah. season one, Essa was like on my boobs here. I'm, and she was screaming and we're like, I couldn't bring her anymore because too much of a distraction. I but. remember that. I remember listening and yeah. like, thinking that it was Lily crying, but it was Essa on your podcast. <laughs> so and I was like, oh, like what is happening? You know, I mean, he cut it out. We were like, this is real. This is what no, it is. No, I this love is, it. Yeah. This is Elena. I had super distracted because Amanda's screaming. podcast. Yeah. yeah. Amanda's she's podcast. Like, she's like, I need a newborn on it. Will you do it? And I like nurse, trying to nurse Lily on it. And it was just a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. You were saying yeah. at the beginning that like yeah. previous to like you having your account, yeah. you were finding that it was all bullshit. What people were posting on Instagram yeah. as new moms, et cetera. What was like that dialogue and, and what is different about what you post now or what you follow now? Right. Well, I think I probably just didn't follow the right people. I was maybe following like more fashion accounts or like lifestyle, you know, who knows? And it's not um, my job to tell people what they need to post. And if you have to post what you're comfortable with. And like I said before, it was you know, one or the other for me. It was either quit Instagram or show the realness. And I have like a highlight on my Instagram account of me like sitting on a sits bath and drying, you know, air drying on a puppy pad and heating my boobs and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I had to show the realness. So, but not everyone, first of all, not everyone even has such a hard time. Like it's not, yes, it, you know, it's probably is the norm, but I just feel like I had to cater my account to people that were maybe going through similar things to me. Like I, someone, you know, was, like working out right away or just feeling great or like leaving their kids and going on date nights right away. Like I just couldn't resonate with that. And I just felt like I needed to follow people that, you know, kind of had a similar experience to me. So it was a lot of unfollowing, um, which is a great feeling. A lot of yeah. muting too. You don't need to unfollow everyone. You can just simply mute. mute yeah. They don't know. It's do a great, lot of muting. Do a lot of muting. Yeah, I do a lot of I muting. Do. You know, it's funny, Mara. It's funny you yeah. say that. When I first had Elias, I was so obsessed with like, I am keeping my identity. I'm keeping my sense of self. We are still cool motherfucking foodies who drink and throw parties. And like, this is what we're going to do. And I had Elias in the, in the midwife clinic, like the birth center. And, uh, I hadn't left the house for five days since having him. And because you have a midwife, they come to you. So I didn't okay. actually need to leave the house, yeah. which was amazing. Awesome. But I remember he turned six days old and I was like, we are going out for drinks in the middle of the day. I literally took him in a bucket to Bar Ravel. I'm like, I'm out. I'm like, who am I trying to impress here? Slow the fuck down. And with Essa, literally, I didn't leave the house for I think three weeks. I was like, everyone come to me. Everyone bring me everything. It's just a shift. I don't know. Like, But not always. We, the I more I we know, went out with each of our kids after they were and I feel like and we went to restaurants with like babies in buckets and breastfeeding I get it, I, you know, I just feel like I had to almost like I was proving something to myself oh, yeah, yeah. or yeah. that like but uh, you do still drink and you still are foodies yeah, and you still and do things a whole for yourself around it but yeah, yeah. yeah. but I felt you like you come back to it like there's yeah. still parts of you, yeah. that, you are still, that are still in you right. but now there's a whole other part of you correct and maybe you don't do everything you used to do but you still probably do a lot of it but then you also have this whole amazing other life that's joined part of your life and I can't wait and it was funny I was just saying I went to Panama recently with these women who are just like a little bit older than me with kids who are like a little bit older than, than even Dina's kids. And I was like, they're so fucking cool. Mm -hmm. And they take self-care so seriously. And it's not self-care out of vanity. It was a huge aha moment for me. It wasn't, it was like, it was preservation. Like it's like, they have an identity outside of motherhood and they've worked hard to have that sense of self. Mm -hmm. And I totally jive with that. I think know? a lot of people come back to that too, right? As your right. kids take some older, time, I think. Yeah. yeah. And there's less, like you don't have to babysit as much. Like, you know, Austin's now two. Now this year we're thinking about going away without the kids, right? Like, I haven't gone to that point yet where I've gone away without any children and yeah. with four children, I should say. Whereas, I mean, we went away when, when like, when she I was pregnant with when I was pregnant with Austin and Andrew and I went away but since Austin was born I was two and a half we haven't gone away just the two of us oh really okay well because we rented and then I broke my leg oh, and yeah, then I broke my could, leg again yeah, whatever, yeah. <laughs> so anyway so, <laughs> terrible 2019 yeah, yeah it was an interesting year so uh, so no we were meant to go to California but they, we didn't anyway but now we are again and so because we're now at the stage right so now I no longer have a nine month old I have a two and a half year old he'll be almost three yeah. now we can go back to like being the two of us sometimes and I feel like if you don't do that then like your marriage is going to have some challenges probably like right. you need to like reconnect that way without a child there. You just do. Yeah. I think that's a necessity for, for co-parents. We're going to Mexico on Sunday the nice. well, with, oh, his, are you? with his work. It's for, it's their president's club for the sales team. If oh, they, great. They their target they're going. So I'm really like, I'm obviously anxious about leaving Lily because I left her to go to New York when we were, I mean, I was still breastfeeding, so I had to pump every three hours and that was, I just wouldn't oh, do that again. It was a disaster. Yeah. This, I'm done breastfeeding. So I'm going to go and it'll be, 
really good for us, I think. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I'm How really looking going forward for? to it. We're going for five nights. Oh, that's great. I'm for really you. looking forward to that's it. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I think that's also a thing a bit is like when I think about now having one kid and now I have two and a third one on the way, I think about it's like a golden time, you know, mm-hmm. that first two and a half years when it's just you and that one kid yeah. and you got this and things get really smooth. You know, I think things are really fucking bumpy and terrible. And then they just smooth. And you're like, wow, I figured this shit out. You know, it's a really good <laughs> feeling. What do you think, Mar? I think so. I are mean, you finding smoothness now? I'm finding smoothness for sure. But I'm also surrounded by like my best friends having their seconds and thirds. So oh, yeah, okay. I feel like I'm not saying prepared this time because I know yeah. nothing will prepare you for your second. But I do see that it's fleeting. Like the smoothness is fleeting. Yeah. And I, so I'm trying to just enjoy it while it lasts and take it yeah. all in and just like appreciate it in the moment. It's, it's hard not just to be newbornhood too either, right? I mean like yeah. even when you get to a place like things could happen with your older kids. Whether it's illness or behavioral stuff yeah. or school yeah. stuff. Sure. Like there becomes bumps as well. Oh yeah, as you I'm, go I'm along. getting some bumpy shit right now. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> your sleep issues, right? Uh, well Elias is just oh my God, I don't want to get into it. We'll talk about it later. Okay. But you but it's yeah. it's nice when you can value the smoothness. Oh yeah. The and ride those nice. waves in a more comfortable way because there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I do. And in the nine months is like it's hard when people are like, oh yeah, it's the best phase. They're all great phases, but you're just in for like a nice, <laughs> a nice few months. Yeah. I My think. favorite is yeah. I would say about 15 months to two, two and a half. Yeah. Because they're like little people right. and you can see their personalities legit. Like nine months you could see personality. It's nothing like 15 months though. 15 months they're talking to you often and yeah. they're like little critters that have yeah. personalities and make you laugh and like they do like fun things. Yeah. But they still nap once or twice a day and like yeah. it, it, they're still relatively easy and you could still slap the round pretty okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm really digging two and a half. Austin's very fun now. He's a funny, funny kid. I need kid. some sleepers from you. I have no more. I don't. I lost all my sleepers that are like the. I have endless things. Do you have 18 months? I have endless everything. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and Austin's ranked three because he's a big dude. Oh, so there's lots of Austin's everything. Austin's so small. Yes, I just she's out of her like nine to twelve. I don't have a lot of twelve to eighteen, and she's like a small sixteen months. Yeah, so. We got we got everything. Austin's a big dude. I have a lot. But of, now it's I have a lot of need for girls. Too. Yeah, I have. I just. I don't. <laughs> is she? Yeah. What is she wearing? 18 to 24. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, it depends on the brand, but like 12 to 18 in the bigger brands and she's big. Wow. I think. I mean. <laughs> oh, she's too much. She's big. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So we haven't had an appointment in a while. I feel like we might have <laughs> missed one. <laughs> missed an appointment. Hilarious. Oh, she's big. That's awesome. She's tall. <laughs> so are you, are you excited about the, 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 the content that you're creating right now? Do you love, you love the conversations you're having? Are you excited by work? Yeah. I'm feel very fulfilled in the content that I'm posting. I also, on the business side, took a major step back from brand partnerships over the last year. Oh, I'm still doing them because uh-huh. I have to to be able to run my business and not go back to work and do this as a side hustle. Uh-huh. But um, that feels really good too. That's to be great. like pickier and choosier with the brands I'm working to with. Say no. Say no. The power of no is strong. Say no like 90% of the time, yes, 10% of the time. Um, and yeah, so that's really fulfilling too. Mm-hmm. Content are you, are you wise. being an instructor again? Are you going to go back to that? Do you want to do so that? I have to figure that? We haven't figured out our childcare situation. Oh. So when I do get that hour away, it's for my own workout, not mm-hmm. to train a client. Yeah. So we're trying to figure that out. Um, it's like plan for when we're home from Mexico, we're going to figure out childcare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I would love to go back to group teaching before personal training because that really, that's what lights me up. I love a good group class. Mm-hmm. Remember you came to mine once and you forgot your running shoes. Yes, I did. I ran it. Yeah. It was a circa class and she came barefoot. I did. I, I really like, yep. am not good at working <laughs> out. I try. Okay. I I'm try. Like, well, I'm really I was throwing everyone on treadmill. I'm like, you could do jumping jacks. I was like, I'm just going to stand here. This is showing up was enough for me. <laughs> it was amazing. Not part of my mo. Like I like working out. Don't get me wrong. I was actually gonna. I was actually gonna post the whole thing about the Peloton. Yeah, I know your Peloton. Great. Do you have a Peloton? We. Uh, my parents have one. It's a fantastic. I yeah. love it. I was actually gonna do like a whole thing about the Peloton because I'm so interested. Because you were like one. Why of the do you o- come use? My I know. I, I was actually gonna take a look because you're like an OG yeah. of the Peloton community, yeah. and I was like. What's this fucking thing about? Because now everyone is like, it's crazy. So I I was using Peloton, like the app with a commercial bike that I bought before Canada had the Peloton. The States had it, but we didn't have it yet. I've been using it for a long time, like even before Austin was born, a long time. And it was, it's been my, it's been almost all I've done since I broke my leg. Like it's been so, and during my pregnancies and postpartum, like I'm so freaking thankful that I had my Peloton. I don't know what I would have done because I couldn't. So I broke my femur, marathon training and then running, um, not knowing that I had a broken leg. And then I have a bunch of metal in my leg now. So two months ago, 
and all I could do was spin. In fact, now I'm spinning with two legs, but for two months I wasn't spinning with two legs. I had one leg up, but I was spinning with my left leg. I actually don't know what I would have done because I couldn't go in a pool and I couldn't leave because it was friggin' winter and I certainly mm-hmm. couldn't run. To The idea of having to go to a gym to do anything, like it would have been bad. Like it was bad enough, like, you know, not nice to not be able to move. So yeah, I, thank God I also for Peloton. know what it's like to not want to go yeah. to a gym every <laughs> single day. <laughs> thank God I had, I had the Peloton really. But yeah, no, use no, it. I'm I mean, cu- I'm just I think curious use it a couple about the times. Peloton culture, I think. Use it a couple I'm times and you'll understand about, what the thing is. That's what I'm curious about. A big price ticketed item yeah. that people then become obsessed with. Yeah. And it's this cult culture of yeah. fitness that's in your house but like people who I think are really smart and I respect are really into Peloton. Yeah. And I'm not a spinner. I like, I actually like going once in a while, but I'm not yeah. like a, you know, I don't like, like maybe I like the class. I like a little bit of the, like, I like the ones who dance. She's like yeah. dancing right now. I like yeah. what's her name? Rocket. I like that yeah. chick who dances. You like a soul cycle class or yeah. something. Yeah. Like I like things that have that extra piece. You like energy. I went to, I think I was pregnant with Elias. I'd gone on the March of the Living when I was t- like, which is a trip to Poland and Israel. To the, to the concentration camps. I was 22 weeks pregnant. It was a great idea. Um, and I, I made this a party. Friend. It's like the opposite of a party. I know. Like, yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. I Me went and Matt went together. I was like, it's like a, as a bump, as a honeymoon <laughs> or what is it called? A bump moon, whatever. Like baby a baby moon. moon. Yeah. yeah. We went on March went. Living as adults. <laughs> and I met this girl who works at Equinox and she's like, you have to come try a class. And I was like, okay. So by the time I got there, I think I was 32 weeks pregnant and I'm a big 32 weeks. And like, just come into the, to the, to the room with the bikes. I like, couldn't get my fucking body through the goddamn bikes at Equinox. And I was like biking. I'm like, okay, okay. I got this. I got this. I was like, I'm dying. I'm yeah. dying. Get me off it. I'm going to go use the good products in the shower. And I literally bounced and went to go take a shower and rinse my hair off with that. Uh, what do they have there at Equinox? That's so good. Come on. Anyone? It's a really good product. Oh, Equinox, call me. I've got a fuck is called. Hmm. Anyways. Yeah. I don't know. Workout culture to me is like, I don't know. It's just not your jam. It's not. I like sweating. I like getting a, a sweat on. It's just not my entirety of my identity. And it was at one it's point. It's totally not the entirety of my identity either. No, it's not that. Yeah. It's like, but it is a big piece of, I would say actually it is a piece of my identity. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I would not say my sense of self, my, my, my Your passion, mojo. Your yeah, mojo. My, mojo, my passion, my, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't say it's a big piece of myself, but, um, yeah, but yeah, I would lose something if I could work out every day. Yeah. I yeah. think for me, I was, it was like, I definitely had been, had a gym membership and used it actively for 15 years of my yeah, life. I saw you at Heart House. Pardon? I saw you at Heart House. I think it was Heart House. Right? It was called? Was it Heart House? Phoenix Fitness. Oh, and I'm saying, we all yeah, that was, that was in Toronto. Together yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Oh, I had the hottest Phoenix fucking Fitness, personal trainer. Yeah. That's why I did that shit. Oh my, Chris, if you're listening, you were so hot. I used so the elliptical hot. that plays every Oh yeah, I used to see you were in med day. school and I was oh, still in undergrad because Dina accelerated everything. And <laughs> and you were on the elliptical Alrighty. and I was getting personal trained by the hottest motherfucker. Oh my God, he's so hot. I think since grade 11, I've been at the gym like maybe six days a week, if that, not I'm, seven. Uh, no, forever, not forever, 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 forever. When did you come into fitness, Marley? So I danced forever. I danced my whole life and then I went to high school for it. I was dancing like 20 hours a week rec- recreationally. And went then to high I went, school for dancing? Yeah, I went to Earl Hig. You did? Oh, yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. So I was always active in that way, but I never considered it health and fitness. Like I ate, you know, pizza and like my lunch at school was a pizza and a blue slushie every day. <laughs> that not, sounds vile. Mm. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh my God, my teeth are rotten thinking about it. But mm-hmm. I had no interest in nutrition. But it's when I went to university, completely stopped dancing, didn't work out at all because it was not a part of my life. Like I had never been to a gym in my life. And then I just started to feel like shit. I was lethargic and I was tired, getting headaches, grumpy all the time, and also sat at a desk or sat in my car for work all day long. And I felt like I needed to find something again just to move. Yeah. So I actually started with Zumba classes because it was like the closest thing to dance. Then fell in love with spinning because it was to the beat. And that's how I became a spin instructor because I just got obsessed with spinning. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, So that's how fitness came into my life when I was like in my early 20s, actually. Oh, crazy. Yeah. And when did I just... start spinning? And do you think? Do you remember when I started spinning? Maybe, <laughs> maybe good life classes. Yeah, like university as well. Yeah, I've been into spinning for my friends were too, and they would bring me, and I'd forever. be like, "This is terrible. I hate spinning." And they're like, "You need to give it five I think tries." I either love it, I'm like, no. or you really don't love it. Like, yeah. there's like you have to just love it if right. you love it. And yeah, I it love the, I love the energy. Yeah, hey, right. pun the click. Oh, the there you go. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. Tell me, this is what I want to understand. Yeah. You and a bunch of your sisters also have really big social media accounts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How did that happen? A bunch of your sisters. How many sisters do you have? There's There's four four of us. Four girls. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
So but everyone's like in media or has been at some point. Yeah. Okay. So Ariel is, um, was the garlic pad, which is which huge is, following. Yeah. But she stopped. Why? She just, she lost her passion for cooking when oh. she started a business in it. Okay. Yeah. So my youngest sister, baby sister created an account called the garlic pad from there, created a catering business. She's a fantastic cook, but then really lost like the fun and her love of cooking when she started cooking for her job. Hmm. And so she stopped the account. But I remember her account was crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, huge. delicious, unbelievable. It gorgeous. Is so and talented. And she still cooks all the time and loves it now, but now she actually found, like refound her passion for it because it's not her job, which is, you know, hmm. it's like one of those things where everyone's like, follow your passion. She's like, I did. And I didn't love it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So Jess, my oldest sister is an interior designer, as you know. She used to be like, I, but she also quit and she doesn't do that anymore. I know, but she's, yeah. she has a toe in again now. She is like, she's like a little bit back into oh, it. Has, has a toe in um, like a toe in. She might be doing like a project here or there as a favorite so of someone. She used to be like on City Line and like, yeah, on, like Marilyn Dennis show. Yeah. Marilyn Dennis used yeah. to be like the person for D- decor. She's amazing. Yeah. She's, She's really so talented. talented. Yeah. I know how I'm related to them with like, I can't even, <laughs> I swear I can't, I like, I, I'll ruin a baked potato. But you, it's great to have it, like a posse like that. Yeah. And now Whit is in the and jewelry business. Yeah, and Whitney's in jewelry. She works at Vanderhout Jewelry. So that's crazy. Yeah. I joke, we're like the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. <laughs> it's literally, that's hilarious. That's exactly what it is. There's no doctors or lawyers in our family. <laughs> yeah. At all. That's awesome. <laughs> On our side. It's all creatives. It's cool. Yeah. It's yeah. really cool. Four girls. And how does it feel to bring up a daughter? Like, what are your thoughts about raising a daughter? Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> I just had a feeling I'm like, I'm only going to have girls, but we'll see. And do you I don't have know, any like it. thoughts about yeah, I just always, what that was going to mean? Kind of. I mean, I have such, my mom's like my best friend and my sisters and I are all best friends. We're, you know, it's, it's kind of pathetic. <laughs> but like I always used to think when I was younger, like I don't need other friends. If anything ever, I'd get in a fight with someone and be like, I don't need friends. I have my sisters. Like we're so close. And um, so I've never had like fears or anxieties about raising a daughter and maybe I should, or maybe it's just me being naive, but I think I just look at like my relationship with my mom and my sisters and it's always been really positive and strong. And yeah. I just like, I just deep down feel like it's going to be like that with Lily. I mean, I hope so. That's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I got really messed up about raising a daughter. Did you? How yeah. so? Recently? No. Like when I found, when I, when, when Asa was really out? young, I was like, I just don't want to fuck you up, man. Yeah. You know? Why do you think you fuck her up and not Elias? Oh, I don't know. I think boys are just a little bit more resilient. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I feel like girls are a little bit more sensitive, but I think both of my kids are quite sensitive. I'm learning their personalities a bit. I'm like, you guys are so sensitive. <laughs> like Matt and little. I both have a little sensitive gene. Yeah. Like we both have a sensitive side, but my kids got like the double sensitivity right. and I'm really seeing it. I feel like Essa seems tough as nails, man, with her broken leg and everything. She's pretty tough. I mean, she's so funny. My God, she's so, no, 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 no. Hi. Like her talk, it's yeah. so funny now. She's like, love you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Please. <laughs> Apple. All the words. Oh, I could like eat her. I could eat her for lunch. She's so cute. Um, but they're a little bit sensitive and I'm starting to see it now. And I'm just like, I don't know. I have like some trepidations maybe about body image stuff. I don't yeah. know. I just don't want to fuck her up, man. Now, maybe I'll think about that when she starts to develop more of a personality. But yeah. I guess I'm just like in survival mode with a right. nine month old. So I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Maybe. I always say like, I'm not a parent yet. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm a mom and I'm a caregiver and I'm keeping her alive, but I have not had to parent. That's such a great, so mm. I love that. I'm kind of scared to start parenting, but I, it's not for a while. When do you think parenting starts? Actually, never, like I've now. never even thought of that before. For me with Elias now, like the two and a half, three year old, three okay. and a half, this is parenting. Yeah. Like there's social dynamics at school. He comes yeah. home and he's like, Leo is not my best friend anymore. And I'm like, I call Leo's mom. I'm like, what happened to the boys? I'm like, I had to negotiate this. Him like not wanting to go to school in the mornings and fighting a bit him being a little bit of a dick right now. And Matt's like, he's three and a half. He's a dick. I'm like, not all three and a half old dick. And he's not that much of a dick. He's just giving us a hard time. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is parenting. We can't outsource this. We got to figure this out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's happening now. I think. Yeah. You're this right. Is, There's more emotional stuff, behavioral stuff. I feel like I parent Austin because there, there, there starts to be more kind of behavioral. He's two and a half. Stuff. I would say that's he's two and a half, the beginning. Yeah. 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 You're already yeah. trying to set limits and boundaries and whatever. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. you know, once they're terrible to stuff, maybe, but even 18 months, some 18 month olds are assholes too. And you have to parent those kids too. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Some 18 months are very, very challenging. Huh. Won't sleep, won't eat, throw everything on the floor, temper mm-hmm. tantrums. Yeah. 18 months is like a big peak for that actually. Oh really? You just got through that because you were really consistent and predictable and all the good parenting stuff. Right. Some people will just weather that and it's no big deal. Right. Like I, I, you know, you know, Austin, I think is actually a very, very good two year old. And Jason was an incredible two year old. Ryan, we had some challenges. Dylan was an excellent two year old as well. 
it wasn't that we didn't have any challenge. I didn't have to parent. Is that we like were really, really predictable and consistent with our parenting. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Not yeah. to say that every kid that has temper tantrums doesn't have good parents. I'm not at all saying that, but yeah. you could weather it better, I think, with the right kind of strategies. Yeah. I actually have a lot of fears around the um, toddler stage, I feel, because I was a terrible toddler yeah. and had like clinical tantrums. Um, so I have actually do have some fears about that coming up. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, she's such an easy baby and so amazing, but I was the most horrible toddler. So I'm uh-huh. like, she's just going to. She's gonna pay me back. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. You could train that stuff for sure. Yeah, I was a really shitty younger little kid. Like I yeah. was from JK onward. I was like not well behaved and not respectful and had a lot of trouble and stuff. And my kids have been okay because I'm just not doing those things. Like I'm right. We're stamping that out. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting time in life to raise kids. I think we know more yeah. than our parents ever knew. Mm-hmm. I just wrote a newsletter this morning talking about sleep, and I hypothesized that we have the worst we grew up with the worst sleep hygiene of all time like our parents would like push chairs to the side of a restaurant and say sleep or like take us out for dinner or like to a party and like just put us anywhere and then I remember in high school like always being exhausted and needing to nap when I got home from school always and then and as a like in university like going to bed at four in the morning every night Mm -hmm. and now I had to teach sleep hygiene (laughs) to a kid are you fucking kidding me? And they should like, and we should be ETB, right? Like we should also be early to bed. What? Is that fucked? We are the least sleep hygienic generation ever. I think still are. I think adults still have terrible sleep. We are. But yeah. now we're like, we are now poised with this responsibility to sort of create excellent sleepers. But a lot of people still have really shitty sleepers. Uh, absolutely. But I feel like it's the first time the conversation is like oh, top talking tier about of the yeah. conversation mm-hmm. and people are hyper aware. And of there's it. endless sleep doulas and, and counselors. And there's endless sleep and, advice. Yeah. Well, we're and sleep obsessed. Yes. We're sleep, we we're are sleep obsessed. That's and a really my, good point My mom always, I'm sure your parents joke too about, you know, our routines and our rules are crazy. Right. Like we, you know. I mean, too strict, you mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. she's always making comments but I'm like, you might as well have put a noose around our neck and thrown us in the crib with the way like, we used to sleep, you know, with right. the bumpers and the yeah. all those things yeah. and sleeping on the stomach. But I do think she is right when it comes to, you know, everyone being, and I'm, you know, I did sleep training with Amanda and every, like I have an amazing sleeper now and she's on her schedule. But there was a part of me that definitely was like, oh, you know, I probably could have been a little bit more lenient. But, yeah. you know, as soon as you start to lose your sleep, you become obsessed with sleep and right. you'll do anything to get it back. And it's then you true. see everyone around you. And you like, I was listening to your, your podcast when she was just a few weeks old, like trying to, you know, take some, you know, some tips and tricks yeah. <laughs> when she's like two weeks old. Like, yeah. what am I thinking? Like yeah. she's <laughs> no, but yeah. it's good. I think, I think it's hyper. It's good to be aware of the stuff. And it's funny. Sometimes when I talk about sleep training, some of my following and my moms are like, listen, there's not just one way to like raise sleepers. I'm like, I totally get that. Yeah. That's your jam. If it's not a problem for you to have your kids sleep in your bed, I totally respect you. You do you. I'm doing me. Yeah. It's a problem for me when I can't sleep. And my kids need to be trained and they're trainable. So I'm going to I'm going to employ this strategy. Just because I don't do it your way doesn't mean I'm asking you to do it my way, right? And yeah. I've never been prescriptive. I've always been descriptive, right? Mm-hmm. And I happen to be somebody who has a plethora of sleep experts at my fingertips. So why wouldn't I use every single person on my goddamn Rolodex when I need them? So in that piece of sleep, I think about we're raising a generation now of kids who sleep. Dina has four children. They are all sleeping right now. They all have really good, I would say, sleep hygiene. Okay, so are they going to have the same issues that we had? Are they going to party all night in university? Are they going to come home from, from high school and need to like take long naps? I don't know. Are we changing the faith of our, of our entire society based on raising a generation of better sleepers? I don't know. I hope so. I think we value sleep that's good for our health. Right. Yeah, absolutely. My kids are really happy in the mornings. Yeah. My kids are happier and easier going and God. easier to behaviorally and emotionally. The first hour and a half well. day is so good, man. And I feel so much better when I sleep well. Like, you know, Andrew and I wear these these stupid black things on our wrists. They're called whoops. And this tells me exactly how... how uh, sorry. Well, I think it's not so attractive for a woman, maybe. But um, whoop, please make prettier bands but anywho so we wear these things called whoops and i even have an apple watch right you know this mm-hmm. um because i i so like the data right i mean yeah. i'd love to know mm-hmm. what is the quality of my <laughs> sleep, data hours of sleep i'm getting <laughs> she loves you know, numbers i really, yeah. really like i like to know and when i wake up and i feel shitty i'm curious like did my sleep represent that and yeah. i could predict i could tell you exactly yeah. how well i slept without even looking at the data but then i like the data you know speaking of data are you still on youtube yeah tell us about that i mean 
if you want to know like how to make videos and no one see them, I can talk about that. <laughs> I mean, like, are, why are you still on YouTube? Do you find like, um, do you just like I, it? Do you have a different fan base or? No, I don't have any fan base God. on YouTube. I just don't understand YouTube anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm impressed you're on TikTok. Oh like I God. need to get on TikTok. You have to get it. This I was know. our conversation last night. I know. You got to get on TikTok. For hours. Yeah. YouTube, I really like it for a few reasons. I love video. Mm-hmm. I love um, editing videos and filming videos. Mm-hmm. It's my jam. Um, it's. I actually find it's good for SEO. I find like if I'm Googling anything, my YouTube videos will show up sooner or faster than like my blog posts and things like that and mm-hmm. Instagram. Um, yeah, I just enjoy it. And I feel like it's good to have content out there. Sometimes it's easier to get what I'm trying to get across my message across in a video versus um, a blog post. So it's just another platform. I don't really, I'm not trying to grow it. I'm not like my end goal with it isn't to be a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Same way it's not to be a Instagrammer. So mm-hmm. I just do it. I try and do once a week, but I'm not that consistent. So what's the goal more then? It's a good question. It changes every day. Yeah. But the goal is to build more of an online community off of social media. Like I don't want to... Yeah. I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. That's my um, world, girl. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. but it changes in terms of like the end. There's no like end goal because it's just my life that I'm sharing and it right. keeps changing and as I keep changing. Yeah. So I'm just kind of going with it. It's like a weird place to be. A weird, it's not. Weird. I think it's an amazing place to be. It is an amazing be. place to be, yeah. but it's weird to not have a traditional trajectory. Of like I know where I'm going. Right. And this is my, you know, like this is my job in the future. It's a weird to be a multi-hyphenate and... And not traditional. I feel like almost no one we've had on, though, has this, like, goal of, like, in five years, I want this and this. And then in 10 years, I want this. I feel like so many of us are just kind of pivoting and not really sure where the rest of the career is going to go because that's what we're doing. It's sort of open-ended, if you will. Yeah, exactly. And I'm kind of letting my community dictate where I'm going as long as, you know, it's in alignment with um, what I like doing. But... You know, I created an online workout guide, a pregnancy workout guide out of like the ask of my community. It was never really like, I'm not, my end goal was never to, you know, sell online workout programs, but I was just getting asked and asked and asked. And then I did it. And so it's little things like that. How did that go, that digital offer? Yeah, it's, uh, I finished it like a few weeks before I delivered. And then the marketing of it kind of just hasn't happened yet because I had my baby. Uh And then I thought I would be like a working mom, but I was yeah, I like uh, was not. I you gotta really, shut down. I yeah. totally shut down. I thought I would be able to, but then I also surprised myself that I didn't want to. Yeah, be a, a working mom. Like I was really like, oh, I'm gonna be so stressed that my friends are all at mommy groups, and I'm gonna be thinking the whole time that I need to, you know, get a nanny and go work on my computer. And then I really surprised myself when I wanted to be at the mommy groups and I wanted to sit on the couch and I watched all seven seasons of The Good Wife with Lily mm-hmm. on my boob for months and months and I don't regret any of it. I would do it all over again. Yeah. And I'm glad that I was able to kind of enjoy that newborn phase right away and be like, okay, I'm in it. It's so fleeting. It's going to end soon anyway. So work is just going to have to wait. And I'm so glad that I did that. I'm so glad I didn't just try and jump back into it when I wasn't ready. It's such good advice. I have to tell you, it's my biggest regret is that I jumped right back into. So now you have another option. Well, you have another chance here. I do have another chance. And it's funny. I find like this third baby is like this Hail Mary that I'm throwing. Um, to, I don't know. It wasn't intentional, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to do this differently. And yeah, it's funny. I'm being really intentional right now. I spoke to my whole team of like two people and I said like, I need to build a mat leave. Like yeah. I need to take three months. I'm not going to do anything for June, July and August. I'm, I'm just s- not. I, let's watch this. Let's watch this happen. I delivered Essa and somebody had hired me for a project that had nothing to do with mom's TL, but it was good money and fast money. And I spent 14 days of the first 14 days of her life doing this project. Wow. And I cried. I was like, what am I doing? Why? And I literally quit. I was like, I've never quit anything in my life. I was like, I fuck you. I literally said to this guy, like, fuck you. And he's a really pro- prominent man. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> like, he just said one thing to me that set me off. I was yeah. like, so hormonal. I was like, I don't need your, you know, cash deal that you're giving me right now. Go mm-hmm. fuck yourself. It's not worth it. Yeah. I remember crying to my husband being like, I can't believe I spent 14 days looking at my computer instead of looking at my kid's face. I can't mm-hmm. believe I did that. Um it was a flash learn. in the pan, but yeah. it's a really good point. Where I wish I Netflix binge watched oh and took advantage of yeah. sitting there. And I didn't really do I it. I didn't get off the couch. Oh, so smart. And I didn't, but it wasn't a plan. My plan was to be like yeah. you and to jump yeah. back into it and create as much content. I had all these amazing video ideas. 24 hours with a newborn on YouTube. What a great vlog idea. 
breastfeeding this, breastfeeding that, nursery tour, like things I still haven't created yet because I couldn't pick up a camera. I could barely pick up my phone. I just wanted to sit there. Yeah. And that's all I did. Listen, and I think this is actually a really interesting and different cast than what we've done recently because this is a really good lesson for people. Like whatever you end up doing as a parent in the early, you know, three months, it's fine. Like those mm-hmm. are the options, but I think just don't feel the pressure to do one th- particular thing. So yeah. you're going to legit take three months I'm off? fucking taking three fucking months off. Together. If it feels no good for you though, right? No cast. No cast. For three <laughs> no, months, we're not going to do anything. No mom's to you. Well, I don't know if that's really going to happen. I know. I'm going to try. I'm very curious. But look, you might also have the baby and you may feel differently. You might be bored being on the couch. Maybe. And maybe you won't. Maybe you'll love it. Maybe I don't. Honestly, I don't know. I know I don't want to do what I did with Essa. And with Elias, I didn't have this, but I still like created the business within, you know, a few months of having him um, and realizing like I needed more. But I feel like I'm happy to cool my heels a bit. I'm also like a lunatic right now in terms of how hard I work. Maybe not smart, but hard. And uh, I think I need to be intentional with carving out, honestly, for my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Maybe, Marley, this will resonate with you. Like, um, I just registered my son for JK. And like, that's a crazy thing to be like, oh, I have a three and a half year old. And it feels so, must feel so distant to you. Because when someone would say it to me, my kid was nine months old, I'd be like, what the fuck does that matter? But what I started doing is because I'm the engineer now and architect of my own life and my own job as a creator of my own company, I want to build summers around my life. Like I don't want to work July and August. I want to be able to build 10 months of the year. My kids are in school and I'm at work and be available in the summers. Like why not? Can you camp? Pardon? You're totally going to do sleepaway camp. I might, no? I'll probably do sleepaway camp, but not yeah, until they're away. eight or yeah. nine or 10 yeah. even. Right. So what? I'm not going to send them. They're seven. Why the fuck are they looking at me like that? Who am I going to send them on seven? Where are you going to send them seven? Kadima, put them on a plane. What do you mean? Our kids went to camp at seven. Like at seven sleepaway? Yeah. Oh six eight. actually. Ryan went last year at six. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So maybe eight. Yeah. So I have five years where I need to like, be available for them in the summer. That's yep. all. I, I also want to like be able to cottage or like, mm-hmm. I don't know, sit in a pool and not like worry about stuff. Problem right now is that my program calendar is so heavy in September. So I got to fucking change that. But, but I also feel like a lot of it's that you really love what you do and you're so passionate. I do. So it's hard to it shut might, it off. Yeah. It might not make you feel good in that moment to shut it off. Like it might yeah. be a release for you. It is a bit. Yeah. That's so a good point. it's, I, I went back earlier than I expected to because I wanted to. Right. Exactly. And I think, but in the line of work that I think Marley is actually making a really good point in the line of work in which we're in, it is very comforting actually yeah. to have an audience into which to speak to in those moments. Hmm. I we'll wanted to be happens. around adults. I wanted to move. I wanted to do, I was, I was bored. We'll see. We'll see. Well, Jace, you, Jace was a very good baby too. And a very, uh, I went back to work when Jay was six weeks old. I went back to work when Austin was two weeks old, but he came with me. Right. right so I had this weird situation mm-hmm. where he came to the office with me for the first 22 months. Right. So I had like a very interesting modern mat leave, which was the best thing ever. Like, That's really cool. I wish I'd done that with my first. Yeah. Well, I was, I was a fellow then, but and with Ryan too, actually. But I wish I'd done with Jason. I mean, I didn't know my own practice then, but yeah. that was like the best thing ever for me. It was the best thing for my mental health, for my relationship with him, for my relationship with my patients. It was just, it was, it was perfection. I, I would change that. nothing about that. Really cool. I, I, I don't get off on like spending hours just like looking at my baby. Like that makes me tired. I think more than anything, I, I love my kids. I'm making it sound like I'm an asshole. I don't like my kids, but, um, but I, I can't just like sit and like, like watch TV and stuff. It that doesn't give me joy. Typically it makes me feel tired, especially if I'm underslept because mm-hmm. I have newborns. So I like to like move and do it, whatever, and then breastfeed and see my baby when he's awake. And then when he's sleeping, I like to like move and do again. Yeah, I think what's interesting with Marley that's shedding some light for me on this conversation, which I haven't actually given much thought to about is like, I'm basically just going to do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, what feels you know? good. Like whatever feels good and lean into that. So in some cases, maybe I won't be necessarily taking calls and meetings, yeah. but I fucking for sure hope to be talking to my to my community and like mm-hmm. sharing the ins and outs of this new piece. And I have a lot of friends now who are in the social media game and they have had their third kids recently and I see them they're not as frequently on on their gram mm-hmm. and I totally respect that and I understand it could be like a month trending. off and then more on again yeah, I mean so do what feels good we'll see we'll see what happens I don't know it's good you have the flexibility to do that though not everyone it's has so, that I feel so grateful yeah. for this lifestyle mm-hmm. in which I have have a medium a medium to small cushion to to sort of adapt and figure out in yeah. a very short window of time um yeah it's fucking crazy man um, okay. So the, but you have done some brand work recently that I just saw. 
I just saw you on Instagram yesterday when a brand campaign. What was it yesterday? Oh, Nick's wear. Oh, Jill, Jillian Harris. Yeah, yeah. That was so they shot that was crazy. That. Yeah, so I shot with Nick's for their um, one of their bras when I was pregnant, uh-huh. which was really cool. And then I shot with them 10 weeks postpartum. That's really cool. Which was awesome. It was a really cool experience. My sister came with me to help and watch. And um, I was like nursing her in the makeup chair. And she like had a pool explosion in the makeup chair. And then I kind of forgot about the content. And then it just showed up in this Julian Harris video. I'm like, oh my God, baby Lily. My tits were huge. (laughs) Like You forget. It was, it feels so long ago. I don't even remember that day. It's all, it's all a blur, but. No, because I just yeah. was literally so that looking at Julian Harris's Instagram and you yeah. came up. I was like, oh, there you are. Yeah, that wasn't like a, I'm not getting paid for that. that <laughs> just in <awesome>. the background. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Those, we actually it's talk a, a lot company. about brand relations because Dean and I are trying to navigate this whole thing. Yeah. I don't fully understand it. And because I'm, Dean and I talk about, it. she's a physician. I build community. We're both on Instagram. We both have influence, but we're not influencers mm-hmm. in that regard. And we're, I think we're both curious because. I don't think she doesn't have the time and I don't think I have the know-how to really like navigate the, it was interesting talking to the Gigi's actually, we actually learned a lot um, because this is all they do is like influencer marketing and brand representation. And it's a whole monster, right Marley? Yeah. It's, it's super time consuming. So, which is why I took a huge step back because there's other things I want to do. I want to focus on my community and any, you know, minute, I'm not spent like answering my DMs or my comments, which as you know, could be a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Like I could spend 24 hours easily answering messages. I'm sure you can too. So I'm just trying to be really strategic with my time and like it, it and I'm just a one woman show. I don't have any help right now. Um, so like negotiate from, you know, I'm wearing 8 million hats every day, like negotiating mm-hmm. contracts and creating the content and then sending the stats for it and all that. So it is super time consuming. So it really has to be worth it. They were saying that they think like the world of the influencer is really changing or decreasing brand networking relationships and things are decreasing. Do you find that from your end? Personally, yes. I feel like, I mean, I haven't even done anything this year. I did. But because you're saying no. Because I'm saying no. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I don't think, I don't know. I'm still getting the same amount of offers, but I think it just depends on what people are looking for. Yeah. Yeah. They they represent brands. Is that the Gigi's are sort of like play both sides of the yeah, field because okay. they they so play as an influencer in the sphere, but they also yeah. have their media group and right. they actually are managing brands. Right. Actually. Okay. So it's a very inter- yeah. they actually play in a very interesting. Well, they have I'll a foot in both lines. It's, it's actually very cool. Uh, yeah, I'm super. I'm super. I'm into what they're what they're putting down. Actually, I think they're very smart. Um, that's cool, Marley. What are you the most excited about? Like in the next. Six months, eight months, 12 months, parenting, work, anything you want to share? Yeah. Um, I'm focusing on this new project called the Bounce Forward Project. The which Bounce is, Forward? Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's about, and it's hopefully going to be a podcast too. Really? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. I mean, I mean, that's a whole other thing. Okay. okay. <laughs> but focusing on just changing the conversation about, you know, as someone who is like in health and fitness and the pressure to bounce back into our old genes, it's about you know, bouncing forward into newer, better, maybe even bigger genes and just being okay with that. Cause I had a huge transformation with my own body image when I became pregnant and like just finding this, you know, self-love and, um, especially postpartum and just really like not giving a shit. And, um, I just want to share what I've learned, but just make the focus a bit more on health and fitness and just ways, you know, I had to work out for my mental health to manage my postpartum anxiety. It wasn't about bouncing back into my genes at all. And it's about like, I just feel like this new person, this new woman, this new identity. And I don't want to go back to where I was. I don't want to bounce back because I didn't love myself the same way. And I didn't feel I had that inner strength the same way. So Mm -hmm. I just want to focus on that. So building more of a project. So stay tuned. Smart. smart We could get back. We could back that. Yeah, stay tuned. That's awesome. <laughs> we're always talking about that. Like, yeah, you know, we're, we're different people than we were, and I, I was never super focused on that stuff from an athletic perspective, anywhere, mm-hmm. um, you know, exercise perspective, anyway. But so many people have this, like, and I think it's a lot what we see. Where we've, we've talked about this on social media, and you see people like being skinny, like five minutes later, and I don't know how they do that, but uh, yeah, I got it's a lot hard of when questions you see that like all the time. early on, like, how did you lose the weight? I'm like, I haven't eaten in six weeks because I am so anxious, mm-hmm. I can't even breathe, like. You want to you want to talk about getting skinny? Like, take some of my anxiety. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. it was awful. Yeah, 
So I think there's people aren't always seeing the full picture. Look, right. I find like all of it so triggering and I can't yeah. believe how much now I find even more triggering than I ever did. Like mm. when I see before and after shots or anything like that, I'm like, mm -hmm. whoa, like I actually have a visceral response what, you? to anyone. If anyone's oh. showing like even a weight loss journey or anything and like even good for them, like you do you. When I see it, I have a visceral response to mm. any diet culture thing now. Yeah. To any, I don't know why it triggers me in such a deep way, I think, because I have so much deep rooted. I really should see a therapist about this. <laughs> I said it's like talking to you and 4,000 people every week on the podcast. But I do. I really have a very deep seated Lisa Mello and these Dara Bergdion, like these girls who are in this, like changing the conversation about the body image and birds papaya. Like I love Sarah Nicole and I just, anything she puts out, I'm like, uh-huh, I get it, you know? And um, she just did this thing. I'm not sure if you saw this where she went through like um, all the photos Pearl of pictures. herself. And she's like, this is how I felt. Like I felt that I was like, I could totally relate to like always I found that very fat. triggering actually. Pardon? It actually triggered me. She put a trigger warning in the caption. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was very And triggering. I'm not even Smart. as sensitive about it, but it actually did. It, it did for me. Mind. And I have to tell you, like I grew up all the time with my mom who was like very attractive. My mother was a very attractive young woman very attractive young mom, very attractive her whole life. Like my mother was a good looking lady and she telling me like her feeling fat or feeling like she hated how she looked in photos all of the time. And now her and her like very aged, you know, seniorhood looking back at those photos and thinking she was gorgeous. And I'm like, damn, I don't want that. I don't yeah. want to, I want to like be in photos. I don't care what I look like. I don't care if my arm is fat. Mm -hmm. I don't care if my ass looks whatever. I say that, but like often I'll see a photo and you better believe that the, I'm changing the angle to be as flattering as possible. So I just find the whole dialogue to be, ugh, makes me want to vomit a bit. Mm -hmm. I think people would never notice that of you though, because you're they so wouldn't because face forward and you're so I've always been that confident. Like, I've always been like confident. own the bod, you know, but yeah. still, since I don't like know you were why. a kid, like since your teens, I find it so bloody triggering. And I feel like this is a safe space to talk about that because like, this is where we have these conversations, but mm -hmm. it still somehow brings out the ugh in me. I find it very icky. Hmm. Um, curate, mute, but, curate the feed. <laughs> pardon? Said mute and curate the feed. That's it. But I have to tell you, like, you better believe it. Like, I really want to get healthy after this baby. Like, I I really, this is my last kid for sure. From my mouth to God's ears, this is my last child. Please, God. Um, and I'm very blessed because I have very easy, nice ways of getting pregnant and then also having pregnancies. But um, yeah, I really, I'm like excited to like have my body mine again and like, really get back it into some I sort feel of like thing like you were into it great. before you got pregnant again. Yeah, I go Mentally. through like, yeah. I, I was in the gym four days a week. I used to love Ferris Fitness. I used to love these cult gyms and I like love wearing the shirt and being part of the swag mm -hmm. and I love like having crushes on the teachers and stuff. Like <laughs> I love all that shit. Yeah. That's why I'm curious about the Peloton. I'm like, maybe that's where I should be going, you know? Come over anytime. Um, you can literally come over every day during that leave if you'd like. Literally. That'd be fun. Why, Why not? not? There's someone here. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's free. <laughs> I'm here to use the Kulik gym. <laughs> it's so you funny. Um, Marley, if there's one piece of advice you want our listeners to know, what's like your 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 eulogy advice? If you if you if this was your last day on the planet and they heard you, what would you want them to know? That's well, really morbid. Tough I don't love it. Yeah. I don't okay. Love what if, you just you, said. if it was your <laughs> so speaking, yes. What's your fight okay. song right now? If you want to say one thing that you want, people it kind to of hear. sounds negative. I don't want it to be, but, no, like, but it's just okay. for anyone who's maybe in it where I am, like you have a nine month old or like anyone younger, just want them to know that it's okay not to be okay. And it sounds cheesy and silly, no, but it like doesn't. it sounds awesome. It's really my truth right now, and it's okay to like have a week where you haven't washed your hair or yeah. had sex with your husband or, you know, eat and take out for like whatever. It's just okay to not have your shit all together right now. Um, because I think if you put that pressure on yourself and you try to, it's just, it's okay to be on the couch and watch seven seasons of the good wife in six weeks. Yeah. That is Do okay that. when you have a two-year-old and a five-year-old exactly. and a 15-year-old yeah. exactly. as yeah. well. No matter what yeah. season you're in, it's, yeah. I think there's so much pressure. Um, and I hope that my content comes across as, you know, inviting those imperfections yeah. and yeah I love it authenticity yeah, yeah I love it it is the capital A this year that's awesome yeah do you know what you learned today my friend I'm not sure I learned anything but I love that you said that you were just happy to just chill I think it's great because people don't talk about that especially when mm -hmm. we talk to these entrepreneurs on the podcast all the time right we have a lot yeah. of type a personalities yeah. who are like crazy hustlers but yeah yeah sit on the fucking couch if that makes you feel good or maybe you weren't feeling so good but that's what yeah you were, I was, that's, that's, that's where you were in you in that moment to your body. that's that where i was worked feeling good. for you in the moment do what works for you if you have the ability to do that and you exactly. have support and someone else is taking care of shit if you're not able to take care of shit but mm -hmm. yeah i love that mm -hmm. 
You? Uh, yeah, I find you actually, it was really interesting really talking to you today. It was great to see this side of you a bit. Um, <laughs> not to, that we don't see that side of you, but yeah, it was really good to just talk to a young mom because like, I mean, I was there five seconds ago and it feels like it was a decade ago. And I think all these things are so fleeting. And, you know, it's funny. I run this like membership-based community, the Mom Halo. Mm-hmm. And we have like two channels. We have like the moms who are like stay-at-home moms right now on Mount Leave and the women who are back to work. And it's like a two-month gap between, and they feel like their worlds are totally different. Like it's a completely different reality. And I think what you have brought to light in today's cast is like, when you're, you're in it, like you're in the thick of it right now. And mm-hmm. like, sometimes it's, it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel and like you're in the fog. And even when things feel smooth, like there's definitely rough patches. It was like a really good reminder. I think a good refresher for what I'm about to enter. Yeah, for what you're about to be. Vom. I'll be giving oh you, the, letting you know that there is light at the end of yes. the tunnel soon. <laughs> it's like, it's okay. You got door. this. You got this. <laughs> Sit on the couch, open yeah. the Netflix. I love exactly. it. The Good Wife is great if you have not seen it. I have not seen it. <laughs> I've not seen it. It's fantastic. Maybe we'll watch that. Thanks, Mara. That was Thanks fun. for having me. Yay. Thanks for Moms coming. Fuck. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We hope you really enjoy the content. We are eager to chat with the most interesting people about topics that you care about. Please connect with us on social media at Moms That Say, at MomsTO, and at Dr. Dina Kulik, and share your comments, requests, and to continue the conversation. If you want to hear more, click subscribe and rate us too. We're all about the feedback because this podcast is for you. Have a great rest of week. Until next time.